You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy once again play both sides of the fence when it comes to the future of Mitchell Trubisky and the future of the quarterback position in Chicago. Welcome into the Locked On Bears podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I cover the Chicago Bears for Bears Wire. I'm here to bring you your daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today, as promised, we will hear from General Manager Ryan Pace and Head Coach Matt Nagy, bringing you all of their most important comments from meeting with the media at the NFL Combine. We'll start with a look at what they had to say about Mitchell Trubisky and the future quarterback competition. We'll look at Matt Nagy's thoughts on his new coaching staff and how the whole offensive group is supposed to all work together. And we'll wrap up with some of the other news, notes, and tidbits that came out from the general manager about other players across the roster. Like they did at the end of the regular season, the head coach and general manager reaffirmed their support of Mitchell Trubisky as their starting quarterback for 2020, but they also again reaffirmed a desire for competition at that position and every other, really still leaving the door open for the Bears to add more at that spot. It just might not be any of the big-name guaranteed starters that could be available. Ryan Pace's lack of commitment to Mitchell Trubisky's fifth-year option also said a lot, too. And where are you at in the decision on the fifth-year option on Mitch, and what factors are you considering with that? Yeah, really, for, for us, that's not, that decision isn't triggered until May, so right now our focus is on free agency and the combine. What, what factors go into deciding that as you go forward towards May? Um, it's, it, you know, it's just, we're just, you know, everything's internal as we think through that process and as this whole thing comes together. And again, we'll make that decision in May. Ryan, do you, do you understand how waiting to make a decision on the fifth year option could create some doubt about the team's commitment to Mitch? Yeah, I, you know, I don't think it's uncommon, Brad, and I think it's just those are things that just we'll just keep inside and internal with us. And, and uh, you know, again, it's we have uh, more pressing needs right now for us. And, again, that's not the trigger date isn't until May, so we have time on that. Ryan, Coach talked about Mitch having to learn coverages going into next season. What do you need to see from Mitch as the offseason progresses and, you know, going into next season to where he will be your number one? Yeah, I, I think, you know, every quarterback is growing in, in, in different areas. And, you know, a big growth for a quarterback is what you're talking about. You understanding coverages, mastering your offense, uh, uh, being comfortable with all the new things coordinators are throwing at you. Um, you know, I reflect back, I remember with, with, with Drew, he went through that in 2004 in San Diego, just immersed himself in that. And I think that's, that's Mitch's mindset right now, just being obsessed with learning NFL defenses, mastering our offense, and when you do those things, it allow you, allows you to play faster and with better instincts. Right, with Mitch, you've stated your belief in him as the starter for the season, but do you want him to feel that belief, or do you want him to feel the pressure of competition potentially coming in? I think, you know, it's for us, with every player, it's, it's a combination of, of everything. You know, that, like, we believe in him. We're going to support him. We're going to be better around him. But I think competition brings out the best in everybody. Yeah. You, you've now twice since the season ended pretty strongly committed to Mitch Trubisky. When someone naturally goes, why so? Why is that belief still so strong? 
What's your response to that? Yeah, we believe in. We believe in the player. We believe in the person. We believe in the trajectory that he's on. We believe we need to be better around him, you know, and uh, and that's what this time of year is all about, you know, and that's that's through things we're doing with coaches, things we're doing with scheme, things we're doing with personnel we're adding, and then his growth as a young player. They all grow at different rates, uh, and it's just uh, projecting his growth. So the Bears are still holding out hope for Mitchell Trubisky's growth, but also trying to cover themselves in case that growth isn't there. And I think that's part of why you haven't seen them necessarily commit to Mitchell Trubisky's fifth option just yet, citing the timeline as the excuse there, even though last year they announced they would accept Leonard Floyd's fifth option in January. No timeline there, no delay in making that decision that early then, but all of a sudden for Mitchell Trubisky, it's a different story without any uh, acknowledged, acceptable public reason other than this speculation of, yeah, they're going to see what else they can do at the quarterback position first before they make a decision on that fifth-year option. But that certainly will be an interesting decision if they want to guarantee all that money to Trubisky or not, depending on what they're able to get behind him. But it's clear there is going to be competition there. That's not going to be exclusive to the quarterback position, but it is just a little bit of a different designation than we've heard at quarterback in recent years with Trubisky, where Chase Daniel was in the building more so as an assistant coach on the field in the quarterback room that could step in if you needed to. But the the conversation was never Chase Daniel is competing for the starting job with Mitchell Trubisky. That all of a sudden is new and changing this offseason with whoever the backup quarterback is going to be. And that is at least a sign that the Bears are realistic about what they have and don't have right now at the quarterback position. They may still be optimistic They still have high hopes for Trubisky, and they're still going to do everything they can to support him, but they're also going to protect themselves and start to put some of the team first in terms of making sure they have other options if Trubisky doesn't make the progress they're looking for. They're certainly looking for some changes on the offensive coaching staff to help with that progress, and we finally got to hear from Matt Nagy for the first time since changing offensive coordinators and offensive line coaches and rearranging the quarterback staff. We'll go through some of Nagy's comments and what it means for the future of this Bears offense next on Locked On Bears. It'll be a while before we get any real football again, but fortunately, baseball is in the air, particularly down in Arizona at Cactus League Spring Training. And it's not too late to go down there and join in on the fun. Both the Cubs and the White Sox have been playing across 10 different stadiums within the 50-mile radius of the greater Phoenix area. They've been enjoying that great weather while we're stuck up here with cold and snow. Do yourself a favor. Get away from it all. Go on down to Arizona. Take in that amazing weather, beautiful landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, and incredible food. There is so much to do on top of all the baseball action every day. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. We talked before on the Locked On Bears podcast about how when the Bears made their offensive coaching staff changes this offseason, at least when they announced the firings, we discussed the idea of maybe Nagy wanting to bring in more guys a little bit more familiar with his system and try and get more on the same page from an offensive identity standpoint 
rather than the guys previously on the staff that he had kind of brought in from the outside. Mark Helfrich from the Oregon system, Harry Heaston coming as the Notre Dame offensive line coach that Nagy didn't really have much of a past experience with. And the guys he did bring in at offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, offensive line coach, etc., they weren't all directly from the Andy Reid tree, but as Matt Nagy revealed on Tuesday, he had a prior relationship with all of them that likely played a factor in them coming here and should help with the whole offensive staff getting back on the same page. Starting off with Bill Lazor, uh, it's been exciting in the last couple of weeks uh, being able to go through the scheme eval and go through some things and get some ideas and his background of where he's been at as a coordinator and, and um, his expertise with that. You know, we have a relationship that goes back several years, so that, that part was good. Um, and, and um, you know, John DeFilippo, uh, again, we, we go the whole way back to, to college. We were quarterbacks against each other and competed. And him coming in here, I have a lot of respect for him as a quarterback coach. Moving Dave Ragone to pass game coordinator uh, is, I think, really, really good for Dave and his growth in this league. I'm, I'm big on having guys grow through us. And so that'll be a unique opportunity for him. Clancy Barone coming in as tight ends coach. And then uh, uh, Juan Castilla, who, I'm, who I was with in, in Philadelphia. So excited about those. Um, we can talk more in depth later, but uh, I just wanted to update you all from the last time that we talked here in Chicago. How would you define, how would you define those roles for yeah. Bill and Dave and, and, and Flip? Yeah, so um, just just as uh, you know, you see a lot of these teams that are moving into these different types of positions with coordinator roles and, and, uh, and expanding in some of that. For us, we're still kind of working through that. The, the one thing that I really like is, um, you know, people say, is there too many too many cooks in the kitchen and all that? I couldn't disagree with that more. I think that for us, there's a lot of great ideas. For me as a head coach, what, what I'm trying to do is, is um, uh, I want to become the best possible head coach I can be. And by doing that, having guys around me that I can delegate and give things to, um, is important. So whether it's uh, it's we don't have the the uh, the run game coordinator title, but we have guys in Juan Castillo, Clancy Barone has a great background in that. Bill Lazor can oversee really everything. So um, you know we're all having great ideas. John DeFilippo is a coordinator. So I'm just trying to use all of those and balance how that works together. But I'm I'm doing a lot of listening and 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 um, I think now's the time to do that so we can collaborate, figure out what went wrong last year, and let's fix it. Let's be about solutions. What do you feel uh, Juan Castillo brings to the run game and his expertise? Well, there's a big – first of all, his experience, he's been doing this a long time. I can remember my first year um, in my first role in Philadelphia, just the amount of uh, conversations that we had, whether it was a run game, uh, pass protection, blitzes that people are bringing. His expertise uh, in football is second to none. And so I have a lot of respect for him and how he does things. Just the last several weeks that we've been together talking scheme-wise – it just it feels really good, you know. He's uh, I just I, I appreciate um, a lot of simplicity of where he's at and and the consistency too. So it'll it'll be it'll be fun to get going on that. Matt, with, with Flip, what do you see as his strengths and what are your visions for him? Yeah, he's had a, a a really cool path as well. He's uh, again worked his way in this league for a long time uh, as a quarterback coach, then went on to to be uh, a coordinator, and now he's at a point where we've always talked about working together. And, and so uh, what I see with him is somebody. Um, and to, to each their own, but he's a guy that comes in as a quarterback coach that um, 
he, he's, he, there's going to be real big with, with, with drill work, with fundamentals, with really seeing um, the field. And we talked about with Mitch with processing and being able to understand that. He's an expert at that. And, and that's no slight to Dave because Dave's in a, in a great role now of, of schematically in the passing game. But sometimes, uh, you know, for all of us, if you hear a new voice, sometimes it can help. And I think that Flip is, is um, I, I like his, um, his aggressiveness as a teacher. Uh, and you guys are going to see that in camp. You're going you're gonna to take notice of that. What does that mean? What, how, how do you see his aggressiveness? With, with Flip? Teacher, Just the yeah. way he teaches. I mean, the, um, I think that sometimes uh, with all different positions, I'm not just saying the quarterback, but with all different positions, you can, you can say, okay, we're going to take the gloves off. Right, and we're gonna we're gonna get at it now. And I think that Flip in his DNA has that, and uh, and uh, you, you'll you'll see that, and you'll take notice. Win that all on the sideline come game day with with all of that. Maybe passing game coordinator, offensive coordinator, yourself. How do you blend it? All? Yeah, well, we're doing that now in the off season with the blend. So taking different ideas. What, we're, we're thick in the matter of fact, and you know we're, we're getting together here in a few hours to, to, to even get at it more. So um, scheme wise, what did we do well last year? Um, as a team, offensively, we know we struggled in a lot of different areas, but we're about fixing it. Okay, if we're okay with what we did last year, then we're in the wrong place, and we're not. So we gotta we gotta fix things. And so, uh, how do we do that? Well, we get good minds together that talk it through. We're real with each other. This wasn't a good play. This wasn't about the players. This was about the coaches, right? And and when you can do that and show accountability, then you continue to build that trust. And so our goal is to be a lot better offensively. And if that's less is more, then great. And whatever that is, we'll work through that the whole way to training camp. But with all those coaches, I think the most interesting dichotomy there was how Matt Nagy talked about quarterbacks coach John DiFilippo and his hands-on style to quarterback coaching and not so much the fact that it is hands-on but sort of how he goes about being hands-on in terms of taking the gloves off and really challenging guys and that's not necessarily like in a shove his boot up your ass kind of authoritarian way but really I think being aggressive in pushing guys and drilling things through and, and being a drill guy is sort of what Nagy talked about in terms of working those fundamentals over and over again. And I just sort of, you know, reading between the lines, you don't want to jump huge conclusions, but you wonder how that compares to the job Dave Ragone was doing at the quarterback position. Obviously, they wanted to keep Ragone around. They essentially promoted him by making him passing game coordinator without giving him the full offensive coordinator spot. I'm not exactly sure how that hierarchy works, but to me, Nagy was sort of highlighting how things might be different with John Filippo as the quarterback's coach, and in doing so, the things that are different would be what they weren't with Ragone. So it wasn't a shot at Ragone, but it's an interesting sort of look at what Ragon maybe wasn't doing that they want DiFilippo to do and how that may affect Mitchell Trubisky. That it seemed like in in the past, as with the discussion about the Trubisky competition, where before it was everything is propping up Trubisky, the backup quarterback is the coach for Trubisky, and the quarterback's coach might be sort of helping him along, supporting him, lifting him up and, and motivating him and, and trying to just elevate him in that way. Whereas it seems like now, not only is the backup quarterback going to be competition for Mitchell Trubisky, but this quarterback's coach is going to come in and maybe whip him into shape a little bit more. And not that he necessarily was complacent or, or needed this huge whipping like he was just, you know, moping around and not trying his hardest, but it's going to be a different style 
for Trubisky. And it's really, I think, going to be more pushing Trubisky rather than, you know, the positive reinforcement, lift him up and tell him he's doing great all the time. Not that that was purely the case, but I think we'll see even less of that with Filippo and really kind of making sure that you better be doing what you're supposed to be doing or else you're not going to make the proper growth as a quarterback. And that competition that's going to be behind you is going to be ready to take your job if you don't do it. So I think even though it might not be the direct Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Cam Newton, Mitchell Trubisky replacement plan that some Bears fans might want as just a bona fide guaranteed improvement at the starting quarterback spot, I can see where the com- the combination of a competitive backup and a new quarterback's coach that's going to be a little bit more demanding of a quarterback coach, that can sort of put the Bears in a better spot at the quarterback position that at least says, hey, they're doing something. Will it be enough? I don't know. And that's still, I think, a valid question and a potential valid criticism about the Bears' quarterback plan this offseason. But I think we've got a semblance of a plan here, and it is at least something. They are trying something, and that's better than sort of the initial feeling of maybe they were going to do nothing. They absolutely have to do something. The question becomes, will it be enough? The Bears certainly seem to think doing more around Mitchell Trubisky will also be more steps toward doing enough. And we got a little bit more of a glimpse into some of the Bears' other plans and some things they've already done and some things they may still be planning to do elsewhere on the roster. We'll hear more of what Ryan Pace had to say about the future of his team next on Locked On Bears. Tuesday's press conferences at the NFL Combine went, I think it was over, it was close to a half hour for Ryan Pace and a good 15 to 20 minutes for Matt Nagy. So, of course, we can't get through everything that they said. I I tried to sift down Ryan Pace's comments on Mitchell Trubisky at the beginning there, and I tried to cut down Matt Nagy's coaching staff comments as best I could, but even that was a little bit longer than I wanted to. But it was a lot of coaches he had to talk about and a lot of important things that he squeezed in without, it wasn't necessarily short on words in some of those answers. So I wanted to use this opportunity to get to some of the other things that we heard about from Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, some of which we'll hear directly from the general manager and some things I thought it would just be easier to paraphrase and kind of get a glance of what he's thinking all over the roster. Let's start with the first public comments about the release of Taylor Gabriel and Prince Amukamara and the plan at cornerback without their veteran starter. Right. Did you talk last the Prince and Taylor create needs at those positions? Or are you comfortable you can fill from within? Um, it's it's a little bit of both. There's some guys there that we like. You think about guys like you know Kevin Tolliver and and, and Ridley and Wims and, and there's some guy there's some depth there that we like. Um, but we're, you know we'll explore uh, other avenues to increase competition there as well. What is realistic to expect out of Roberson this year? Yeah, compete for a starting job, or yeah, I don't want to put a ceiling on him. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a, he's an intriguing player, um, a really good ball skills, really good uh, <laughs> anticipation and instincts. He has. A, I'm not comparing him to Fuller, but he kind of has that style of play and how he can anticipate and jump routes. He's a former quarterback, so the football intelligence is there. And uh, you know, our our pro department um, takes a lot of pride in uncovering those guys in the CFL. Um, specifically, I thought Brad Obi did a good job in that area, so uh, we're excited to see that unfold. So I think Ryan Pace confirmed a lot of what we were suspecting about the wide receiver and cornerback spots in the sense that you know, he didn't say that oh, those positions weren't good enough last year and we need to improve on them. It was just we have some guys that we like in those spots, but that doesn't mean we won't also look to outside competition. And to me, that would signal not a drastic desire to 
make big changes at those spots. That maybe they could sign a bargain free agent at receiver or cornerback and add another body in there to compete, but I wouldn't expect a big-time move to add a, a bona fide starter at either spot. He sort of said similar for the running back position. He said, you know, really not even all that much looking at at adding. I mean, they really like David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen as their one and two, and it would just be a question of do you add in a number three guy to compete with Ryan Nall, although he did mention Nall by name as another guy that they're fond of. So it would be possible to see them add zero running backs, at least through free agency and their draft picks. I'm sure as an undrafted free agency, you know, you fill out your training camp roster with guys but I wouldn't expect much of a change there. Whereas at tight end, he, he said, you know, that they have to be better there. And, you know, they expect being better there includes Trey Burton coming back healthy. And, and you know, he mentions Adam Shaheen coming back healthy as well. But he's much more definitive about needing to improve tight end, which leaves the door open a little bit more for adding there in free agency or the draft in a way that he didn't talk about with wide receiver, cornerback, or running back. So I think that was an important distinction to take away from Ryan Pace's discussions. He also was pretty quick to defend Leonard Floyd the same way he did after the season ended, really sort of citing how well he's developed in run defense and coverage, acknowledging that they need more from him as a pass rusher, but he called him underrated, and I wouldn't expect them to decline that fifth-year option or, or Floyd to go anywhere before his contract expires. And then the one last takeaway that I thought is just a good thing to check in on is that he mentioned pretty much all of the injured guys, whether they had surgery or not, but Mitchell Trubisky's shoulder, um, Roquan Smith's surgery, and Trey Burton's surgery, and Akeem Hicks avoided surgery on his injury. But all of those guys, I believe every single player on the roster, he, he expects that you know, the timeline to be they'll be ready to go for training camp. Obviously, we've heard that line before with other injured players where they hope and expect them to be ready by training camp. We get to training camp, and they're not. But at least it's 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 the right sign. It would certainly be worse if he said, we're not sure by training camp, but hoping for week one. You know, he could have said later on for a recovery timeline for those guys. So at least if they can be on track for training camp, some of them even sooner than training camp, that's at least a good starting point, and then we'll sort of Keep checking in on that as the offseason goes on. So you want to make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On Bears podcast to keep up with all of that daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. We're going to continue our look at some of these quarterback competition options this week with a team with a couple of potential Bears future quarterback options, more so on this backup competition side rather than a bona fide starter and that is our friends in Washington with Chris Russell the host of Lockdown Redskins gonna look at Case Keenum and whether there's anything of value there and really what's going on with Alex Smith and if there's any possible chance of a reunion for him coming to Chicago to be back with Matt Nagy or if his injury situation what kind of a factor that's gonna play in there so we'll have lots more good stuff for you We'll have NFL Combine updates as well as once these players start running some drills and doing some real things. We'll look at all the prospects that the Bears should watch and try and find all the different guys that someday soon may need to learn how to bear down.